what seems like a very long break between shows, it is Ben and Reed with Things Stuff and Words. My name is Ben Rogers. This guy's name is Reed Marnie. How's it going, Reed? Ben, aside from a bizarre internet connection that I've had for the past few weeks, and by internet connection, I mean no internet connection. Yeah. I've been pretty good. I've been okay. What about you? How have you been? Yeah, not too bad. Still trucking along, doing the usual things. But uh, it's kind of funny that you mention the internet, Reed, because that's exactly what we want to talk about right throughout this whole episode. We're not really going to, you know, go along with the usual topic here, topic there, pick a couple of different things that you want to talk about kind of thing. We just want to talk about the current state of the internet and how it annoys the crap out of us, basically. Starting (laughs) off, Reed, with your saga that's been going on with the internet Mm. service itself, you've had no internet whatsoever. Yeah, I tell you what, mate, it's been a bit of a weird one. Last time you said, hey, Reid, let's get together, record a podcast. I said, great. Oh, the next day, bit awkward. My internet doesn't work. And by not working, I mean nothing at all. I've got one of the old internet sticks, which is my technical term I use. So mm-hmm. it's a little stick you plug into your laptop, go to use it. It was making all the right sounds. It was making all the right noises and everything. I reckon between now and the past two or three weeks, I've made about 50 phone calls yep. about this internet connection of mine, trying to get something happening and trying to get it working. I went online to their website and said, what's going on? Why is my internet not working? And they didn't give me an answer. I went in store this week and finally I said, this is what's been going on. Can you help me? And the woman at the counter, got her name, but she was very helpful and she got it all working for me. So... He said, yep, no wonder you haven't had any luck. It's uh, The sim's been broken and uh, they've said it's working and I've had one people say it's working, someone else say it's not working. <sighs> I reckon I've banged my head against a brick wall that many times it's lost all feeling up here. So very, very annoyed, but, you know, we're here now. We've got internet, so in the after three weeks of no internet, I finally have internet. And it's kind of uh, funny that as we that as you say, it's back now, it's working now, and it kind of does the whole in the talking. So <laughs> for anyone who's who's listening to the uh, podcast right now, that's what was going on. <laughs> Even after all that, it's still not working 100%, which I and guess is the main internet connection. But we're just going to truck on because, you know, we're, we're actually in the process, or I should say I'm in the process at the moment of sorting something out for us that is kind of on a bit of a budget scale to more easily do podcasts in person with each other without having to lug a computer or a laptop around and microphones and all that kind of stuff. I can literally put all the stuff that I need in a backpack and plug it into a mobile phone. That's basically the thing that I'm going for at the moment. So there's going to be more in-person podcasts coming up in the future. But once we have that set up and we get it all working, that's when it's going to be happening and it's going to make things a lot easier for us to get out podcast episodes on a more regular basis, I guess you'd say, Reid. Yeah, I mean, I'm also finding this out for the first time as well. So it's good to know how we'll be uh, recording podcasts in the future. But (laughs) I'll look forward to that as long as we're making it easier for ourselves. I'm all for that. So very nice work on your end. Not that anyone's going to see it in the, like, because we don't do video podcasts anymore. But this little cable here is going to work wonders for us. That's what I've got so far. It's a couple of wires and a long thing and a headphone jack by the looks of it. So very good. Very small. uh, Once I get the rest of the stuff that I need that goes into that, we'll be good to go and hopefully recording more podcasts in person with each other. 
<laughs> so, uh, Reid, basically what we want to talk about here is certain things that we've been seeing on the internet, trends and things that we've been seeing come up that are just driving us nuts, basically. There's so many things that I've been seeing, for example, that have just been grating on me something shocking. The first one is the fact that everyone these days wants to broadcast in some way, shape or form and become internet famous just so they can, you know, rake in all the advertising dollars from people saying, hey, can you, you know, show this product off in your video and things like that? Have you noticed this, Reid? I must say, I've noticed it a fair bit, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that it's the ongoing trend of, I guess, advertising online. Yeah. So I have noticed a fair bit of it. So it's the way of the future. Don't really like it, but it's the way of the future. What do they call it? It's uh, influencer advertising, and it's happening absolutely everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's your Instagram feed, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is. There's always someone who's plugging something somewhere along the line, even just sneakily having this object in their video by going, oh, look, I've got a Samsung that I'm going to make a phone call on right now. And it's like product placement by Samsung, and they've been paid to put that in their video or whatever. And it's just like, guys, you don't have to be advertising absolutely everything just so you can get a couple of extra bucks in your pocket and why is it such a big deal that everyone wants to be this at the moment it's like everyone wants to be an online entrepreneur it's like the buzzword going around right now the two buzzwords you mentioned in that spiel influencer and entrepreneur i don't like those words they are so pretentious but you always associate those words with that advertising and on the internet nowadays so yeah, especially that word influencer. I don't like it. Mm. Well, because basically oh, all man. these uh, internet bigwigs are all saying, oh, yeah, you need to be on Instagram right now because that's where it's going down. Everything's happening on Instagram. You need to be posting photos on Instagram, promoting your business on Instagram. Other businesses will approach you and say, hey, do you want to co-promote our businesses together with your Instagram feed if you're doing really well? And it's like, guys, just stop. Can't we just go back to the time where we had these things and we just enjoyed them for what they are? Fun interaction with our friends and that was it? (laughs) Unfortunately, no. No. No, Those days are long gone. I had to laugh. There was, you know, the recent TV show, Married at First Sight. Well, one of the contestants from that show was on Instagram and he obviously had a bit of a, you know, a few thousand followers. And then he was promoting a product. Mm. He had like, it was was about teeth whitening. And then someone someone said the comment, Oh, is this what you're doing now? And then he replied, yeah, I've got to make the most of this uh, fame while I've got it for the moment. I thought, no, don't, don't do it at all. I don't <laughs> like it. It's not, it's not a good look, dude. What, one other thing That's that I've noticed that- as well is that every everywhere you go, like it doesn't matter if you are on Instagram, if you are on YouTube, even on VidMe, the place where we post the video version of our podcast, All those markets are so ridiculously oversaturated right now with so many people trying to do the same thing and become like super popular and earn a heap of money just from working from their study at their house or something like that. And you can't go anywhere without getting stuck in the crowd of all these people trying to become rich out of nothing. And I think that's exactly it. They want to become rich by simply doing nothing. Yeah. By simply having having a product in their hand and someone photographing it and then tagging the company in that photo, that's how people want to make a living nowadays. It's not going off to a nine to five job. It's simply by promoting a product on Instagram. Because I think there, it was an article that I saw a little while ago. It was uh, about, you know, what people are earning from their Instagram posts when they team up with someone to do a bit of influencer marketing. And it was, I think it was Kendall Jenner, uh, one of the Jenner girls that's in with the Kardashians. Like it's 
Kim Kardashian's younger sister or whatever. Uh, she was uh, her going rate for putting something on her Instagram for one post was like two million dollars. So if she wanted, oh my if, like Nike wanted her to promote activewear or something like that, she'd wear like a Nike sports bra, Nike workout leggings, and that would cost Nike two million dollars for that post. Wow. Yeah. I had. I wasn't. I mean, I knew it was going to be a lot of money, but that's a bit much, though. I mean, how do they define the rate of the ad? Is it just because you got all these followers? We think. Yep. Is that? Is that? Do you reckon that's her valuing herself for two well, million dollars? Well, that's just it. It's I'm, like. I'm, I think she, I think she's valuing herself for every follower that she has. So like one <laughs> follower equals one dollar almost. <laughs> wow. So like I don't see how one person who has all these followers on social media, which basically in the grand scheme of things means nothing. It's just people scrolling through a feed and they see your your yeah. photos more often because they've hit the follow button on your little Instagram page or whatever, and now all of a sudden you think that you've got this tall poppy syndrome that you can go, oh, well, I'm going to charge $2,000 now or $2 million for every post that you want me to advertise for you just because I can. I've got all these followers. So all these eyes are going to get on your product. It's ridiculous. I mean, I guess when we think of advertising, we think of traditional forms of media, don't we? So we Mm. think of radio, we think of television, we think of even newspapers, even though they're dying off. So I guess advertising has got to come through a new way of being relevant and, you know, making sure their product is getting awareness. And I guess everyone nowadays is on social media, especially Instagram with the massive following it has. But I've never really understood how companies approach I guess it's all about the payment side of things. Like, how do they how do they value themselves? Yeah, you know, yeah. I might have. I think I've got I've got about three hundred or so followers on Instagram. So, am I worth three hundred and fifty dollars, or am I worth like five cents for every follower? So, is that like two dollars? Well, <laughs> how even, does it work? Even like when I was on, I I was on Instagram recently. I'd gotten back. I'd started up a new account on Instagram and was mm. like, okay, let's you know jump back on Instagram and see what this is all about these days. And had an account that no one knew about, none of my friends or anything, because I just wanted to, you know, kind of peruse around and see what was going on on Instagram. And I had not posted a single photo, nothing at all. No photos, no stories, no videos, nothing. And somehow I had 15 followers already. And I'm just like, it's, it's just solely from the people that I was following. There's like a little notification that goes out somewhere in the internet ether and all of a sudden, all these other people start following me because they want me to follow them back and then they'll unfollow me so it boosts up their followers. Ah. It's this little game that gets played and it annoys the crap out of me because those people who are following you at the start, even though you have no posts for them to see, they're following you because they want you to follow them back. And I never followed any of them back. So over the coming days, you see them drop off and unfollow you. And then more people start following you when you follow someone new and the whole cycle just keeps going around and around and around again. It's difficult enough dealing with head games with people that we actually know. Yeah. Dealing with head games in a social media platform, why bother, folks? I mean, seriously, just following someone so they follow you and then they're going to unfollow you. I know that's a lot of times I've just said follow and unfollow. <laughs> but it, it's just it's too much head games for social media. I mean, head games in actual life is difficult enough. But just going back to the uh, the Kendall Jenner thing for a second, like she's earning whatever it is she's earning. I'm not sure if it is 100% like the, the, the uh, amount that she's earning is $2 million, but it was pretty darn high. It was up there around that mark. But... 
she has got a sense of entitlement now because of that. And anyone who has like a bigger amount of followers than anybody else, they also get this sense of entitlement as well. They get that tall poppy syndrome. They get very big headed about themselves and think that they're all of a sudden worth more and, you know, mean more to the world than all these other people are who or, or do who don't have all these followers and stuff. This is why I don't like to follow certain people on social media because I don't care what products they are flogging. I yeah. do not care what products that it's all about. It's, all, it's, more, it's, it's, not, it's got nothing to do with us as a consumer. It's got everything to do with them because they want to be able to pride themselves on the products they can promote, the money they can make from the social media posts. It's like this sort of dirty underbelly of, you know, social media following because I get sick and tired of people who are flogging all the time I don't care. I know you're getting something out of it. I'm getting nothing out of it because I've seen your post and therefore you're getting money out of it. I, I'm not going to give into that. So I'm going to unfollow you if you're going to flog your products. But with the uh, sense of entitlement as well comes a lot of negativity in the comments because people start <laughs> noticing this sense of entitlement and then just go off at the person all the time. They're just like, oh, look at you, just flogging more stuff again. You don't even care about your followers anymore. All you're doing is just posting these things to try and get a quick buck and get some money in your pocket again. You're disgusting and all this kind of thing. And I, th- I love those people because they have the courage to actually call out those people to say, yeah. hey, don't like what you're doing, not a fan, rather than not say anything, I'm going to say something. And they're usually smart aleck comments as yeah. well. They're not just negative comments. Some can be quite funny in their smart aleck tone. So I like it when people do that, but I don't think I'm courage, courage enough to, to say that myself. So good on those people, I say. I think when it's good to see when people are standing up for, you know, internet stupidity and just kind of going, okay, this needs to stop. You're acting like a moron right now. You need to stop this. And they and they type those kind of things in the comments. But when there's all this negativity going around for absolutely no reason other than just to troll people, I don't really see the point of that. Like someone's made a really good video on YouTube and all these positive comments are coming in, but then you scroll down that little bit further and someone's just written, you need to die in a hole immediately. Yeah. Not a fan. No. I mean, it's such an easy thing to say, isn't it? Die in a hole. <laughs> okay. At least have some at least have some creativity. Uh, die in a hole by falling down a lift or something mm. like that. Don't just say die in a hole. Well, I mean, have some creativity. But, but as you said, people are just so quick to be so negative all the time as well. So, you know, that's the world of social media, isn't it? It's all but, about negativity. But I feel like I, from the YouTube perspective of things, like I spent a lot of years trying to, you know, get a bit of a following on YouTube, as you would know, Reed. Mm. Like, I wasn't really trying to become internet famous or anything like that, or even trying to build it up to a point where it was my sole income or something like that. I just kind of wanted to build a community of people who were enjoying the content that I was posting and, you know, have fun, like chatting back and forth with people who enjoyed the stuff that I was doing. But now people are doing it solely just for the monetary gain of the whole situation. But in their YouTube videos, they're still still saying to all their followers and stuff, oh, I love you guys, you're like my family, and all this kind of thing. And it's just so cringeworthy. And you watch it, and you're just like, you are so not genuine right now, because you're saying, I love you guys, you're like my family. There's a code in the description below that'll get you 20% off my, my flavor of G Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. 
So it's just like, yeah. Uh, so how many of the dollars from that G Fuel come back to you after people get their 10, 20% discount? You're still getting some money off that and you're sucking us in by saying, oh, yeah, I love you. You're like my family, but give me more money. Just, you know. <laughs> and see, I, think, I feel this is where people are getting sucked in to this kind of trap. You know, you might follow someone on social media. You might, you know, buy into it and then you're actually rewarding them. So there's a lot of there's a lot of dirty tricks on social media that is happening that I don't think a lot of people are actually fully aware of. But like it's 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 I don't know, it's a really weird kind of situation that we're in because basically everywhere you go on the internet these days, it's all about trying to make you buy something. And everyone mm, wants mm. you to buy, uh, buy their ebook and buy this other thing, buy my flavor of, you know, my drink that I have made with this company. And it's all about getting the kickback for, you know, promoting your stuff. And it's like, where does the line end? Because as soon as a new social media starts, everyone looks at it and goes, okay, how can I make money off that? Rather than going, oh, cool, a new social social media, let's go and experiment with it and see what the format's like and let my, let my friends know if they should come over here or not and join me and have fun on this social network. Now it's just all about, okay, monetary gain. How do I make money off it? You see, that's the disappointing thing I find about social media because I want to use it just for fun. You know, mm. I want to go onto Twitter, post a funny tweet, don't really care if no one likes it or retweets it or whatever. It's just a bit of fun. But as you said, there's so much negativity around it. And as there's always someone, a company or an individual, somehow looking at how they can get some monetary gain from that social media platform. And that's sort of what a lot of the internet is becoming nowadays. It's all about how to make money, money. Yeah. And one thing that I kind of want to transition into, and I'm, this is just going to make me sound like I'm an old man at, the, at this stage, I reckon. But today's <laughs> well, yeah. internet lingo is just like so ridiculous. It's not funny. If something is cool, it's either fire or totally lit, bro. And I'm just like, no, nah. It's it's not fire. It's not totally lit. Stop saying <laughs> those two things because they are the most ridiculous two phrases I think I've ever heard in my life. Whatever happened to people saying cool, awesome, great, fantastic, words that actually, you know, meant something, like they actually were words for the reason of being those words, Whereas you're now saying fire, which is something that you find in a fireplace or something that you light out at a campfire or something like that. But now you're turning fire into cool and you're turning lit into cool. But there's already a word for that. It's cool. <laughs> I'm just thinking, can you imagine having a conversation with, I don't know, say someone over the age of 50 or 60 or an, an elderly relative exam, okay? Imagine if they said, oh, yes, uh, Ben, I had a wonderful evening. It was very lit. It's got to sound bizarre. Mm -hmm. Don't say that at all. It sounds weird when anyone says the word lit, but can you imagine these people who are, you know, young right now, imagine when they say lit when they get older. It's not going to sound right at all. It's going to sound very horrible. No. Weird. It's going to be weird. I don't don't like the word lit. (laughs) The worst one was, I don't know if you saw this, but there was this big thing going around on YouTube recently. This guy by the name of Jake Paul, he released this ridiculously cringeworthy rap song and all of his mates were rapping in it as well. One guy was from the UK and not only did he say, England is my city in the rap, because obviously Mm -hmm. he's a dumbass when it comes to geography, he also (laughs) said the word shitty just so he could rhyme it with 
Litty. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> so England is my city. America would be shitty. And without ja- uh, with Jake Paul, it's totally Litty or something along those lines. And I was just like, no, that's not. Nah, I'm done. Just stop, please. Um, police for real life situations. Situations. Uh-huh. We need social media police who can outlaw that imme- immediately. Oh. Don't don't include that anymore, people. It ban it immediately. That's when we need social media police. Mm-hmm. What a terrible thing! England is my city. Ah, oh, horrible. <laughs> I was even just watching. Written it, I've just written it. I've written it down because I'm going to look it up later. I'm going to think surely this isn't real, but obviously it is. So do you do I you know the YouTube, do you know the YouTuber PewDiePie? He's like the number one YouTuber with the most subscribers. He has like 55 million subscribers, whatever. Uh, he did a review of that song because they mentioned yeah. him, they mentioned him in the song. And Jake Paul says, "I passed all the competition. PewDiePie's next." Even though Jake Paul's got like six million subscribers and PewDiePie's up in the fifty millions, so it's going to be a while before he gets there. But uh, basically, he was, you know, going through the review, saying, uh, like, making all these snide remarks about how terrible the song was. And then this guy got to saying, "England is my city," and he paused it, and he was just like, "Oh no, you're retarded." <laughs> 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 ah, oh, jeez, boom! Uh, I was like, "Yes, thank God, someone said it." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't willing to, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> That's and what you're thinking. As far as like the YouTube side of things is concerned, I was, you know, as I said back in uh, 2010 to around 2013, I was posting videos on a semi-regular basis, trying to build a bit of a community. But with the people who are building big followings these days. There is no place for me on YouTube whatsoever if the popular ones are the people that they are right now. Because guys like Jake Paul and his brother Logan Paul are super popular. And these two guys are ridiculous. Their content is just insanely beyond words how bad it is. Yet people are going, oh, Jake and oh, Logan, you're so hot and I wish I was your girlfriend and I'm so fantastic. And it's like, guys, seriously, there are better people in the world to idolize than these two morons just because they got a bit part in some rock movie or whatever. Like, big deal. They got a part in a movie that has the rock in it. It was freaking Baywatch. Calm down. Uh, I love how that movie got terrible reviews, but they were still just like, B-Watch, go to the cinemas, see it now. It's fantastic. No, no. everyone who saw, who saw it so far said that it was shit. Pretty sure the only way, the only way that movie was going to be good if David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson were both in the film. And I don't think they both are. So it was never going to be an award-winning film, was it? It was always going to be a shockingly terrible film. Even the uh, cash grab that was the Power Rangers movie recently, the uh, only two people from the original Power Rangers that were in that, apparently their part got cut because one of the dudes was taking photos on set as a memento for himself, and they were just like, no, you can't take photos on set. It's closed set. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I was, the, wow. I was like the original Power Ranger. I was the Green Ranger. And they're just like, yeah, well, now we're cutting your part because those photos might get out. 
Jeez, talk about disrespecting the the oh wow, that's incredible. Jeez, original, and that's how they get treated for taking a yeah. selfie on set. Jeez. So I think it people. was uh, two two of them, two of the original Power Rangers, both had like minus minor like cameo speaking roles in the movie, and both those speaking roles I think got cut, and now it was just like one like five second clip of them at the end going. Wow, looking up at the Megazord or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, five seconds. <laughs> and you kind of feel sorry for them in a way because they were like the trailblazers for basically a merchandise mecca that happened over the years with Power Rangers. Those guys were the ones that made this all happen, basically. And it's like, well, yeah, you'd kind of think that you would put us in the movie. Five seconds, you're done. Cool. See ya. <laughs> it could be sort of two sides of the argument. It could be the age of entitlement that, you know, I was the original, so therefore I demand I be in this film. Or it could be a case of there's no respect for the original. It's sort of the reason that, you know, this film franchise is still continuing to this day. Mm. The, I don't know where the world's going, but I'm not really sure I like the direction of the world. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing as well because so many people are investing so much time into their online life these days and like mm. it, it's kind of it's kind of weird that we're talking about this on a podcast in the first place which is something that goes on the internet but the podcast market <laughs> is so overly saturated that we're probably going to be listened to by like four people anyway so big deal yeah. but- <laughs> this, is just, this is just between you and i ben don't worry about the fact we're going to be putting this on the internet for anyone to watch this is just between you and i yeah exactly but um like even myself i was guilty of this for a little while i invested a lot of time in my online life and I lost a lot of time with my real life that I could have been doing other better things that could have forwarded my real life situation. And looking back on that, you just kind of like, really, I was spending all this time on that when I could have been, you know, becoming a physiotherapist if I wanted to or something like that. I could have been doing a uni course rather than trying to become an internet, you know, person, an internet personality. I think the thing is a lot of people pride themselves so much on their social media presence and their web presence as well, especially with um, apps like Instagram and Snapchat as well. It's all about looking good and, you know, and I really don't like it. So I think so many people uh, are so wary about everything they post and it's almost as if their online presence is more important to them than their actual real life presence as well. So mm. it's amazing to think that I can go in anywhere and 99% of the time people are more interested in what's on their phone. Now, I'm more interested in this person on the phone on Snapchat. They've just sent me a funny video. I've got to, I've got to reply to that. He's, he sent me a video. I've got to reply to it. I've got to check out my Snapchat account. It's all about their online presence. It's so yeah. much more important to them than their real life presence. And that really infuriates me. Well, because like that's that's the whole thing. People are like literally doing stuff in their lives these days just so they can put a photo of it or something on Instagram or whatever, rather than mm. doing it for the enjoyment of having fun with their friends or family in the in that, you know, space or time. So like you might go to a big fancy dinner with your family, like Heston Blumenthal might have just opened a brand new restaurant up in Melbourne like he did a couple of years back. So many people were just going to that restaurant 
just so they could take a photo of themselves there and take a photo of their meal and post it on Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff to make other people jealous and say, look how cool the life that I lead is. And it shouldn't be like that. Like, go go and do these things for the experience themselves, not to show people how cool you think that you are and how cool you think you'll be perceived by them. Yeah, because it's all about, you know, how many likes your photo gets. And it's yeah. all about, uh, you know, looking really important to other people, forgetting the fact that you're with you're there with people. It's more important to your social media presence than the people you're actually at an event with. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I totally, I totally don't like it. People who purposely go to events just so they can put something on their social media platforms really infuriates me. And it's even kind of like, as far as the the job that w- that I I do anyway, and the job that you were trying to pursue there for a while as well, working in commercial radio. Like commercial radio mm. is basically dying because of social media and everyone being able to have things like on demand all the time, just instantly, whenever they want it. So listening to the radio, there isn't as much of an incentive to do that these days because you have to wait for your program to start, just the same as TV. You have to wait for your program to start at a certain time of the night or a certain time of the day, whatever. People don't want that. They want it right now, and that's what social media is giving them. So radio is having to adapt, and TV is also having to adapt and put stuff in a social atmosphere so people can access it immediately and, you know, get amongst it as much as they can, as soon as they can, to satisfy their lives. Well, I think gone are the days when you used to be in radio when radio was just radio. Yeah. I mean, radio is just so much more than the audio uh, of medium that is radio. It's now, I think, I don't think there's any commercial radio station that doesn't have a form of a webcam in their studio looking at their presenters all the time. Mm-hmm. I like the days of radio where you, just, you would just turn on the radio and that would be it. Nowadays, you've got to connect with the radio show, which I don't mind, but I guess. But it's more about, it's all about having that webcam in the camera stu- in the studio. It's so much more than just what the medium was all those years ago. And I really miss that. I really miss the traditional days of radio. I know I'm only 28, but I miss the good old days of radio where radio was just something you would tune in for and you would call in the radio station and you would have a great funny story and it'd be all funny. No, so those sort of things are are long gone. So that's just the future of uh, the dying industry that is radio. Well, because I started in 2007 and you started not long after me as far as like Mm. when we did our our, our respective courses because we went through different courses to get to where we were. And Mm. it was a really kind of, you know, odd experience compared from then to now where basically you'd walk into the studio to start your show, you'd get all your CDs and whatever out because in this old studios that we had at the time, (laughs) we didn't have like any fancy computer programs or anything like that. It was literally just CDs. And we'd go in and get our our show ready and then you would do your show. No social media interaction or anything along those lines. It was literally just you on the air. If someone wanted to talk to you, they'd call into the station. You'd go back and forth with them and then just play more music and talk about other things throughout the show. Nowadays, you have to talk with the people on the phone, talk about stuff on the show, put that content online on social media, make that social media post into a blog post for the website, and it's just this big, massive, convoluted mess that people think is so important but no one really pays attention to for more than five seconds. And the thing I get from people is time is precious. So you're virtually dedicating a lot of, from a listener's point of view, all their time 
for this one bit of content that they might have heard. So as you said, you know, a, a bit of radio now goes on to, a, as a YouTube video, for example, they put it on their website for you to listen to and they'll, you know, do all these things from this one bit of content. Yeah. And I think it's time, time is pretty precious to a lot of people. Are you really going to dedicate that amount of time for this one bit of content? I don't think so. So I'm not sure what that says about the the new form of radio or media, I guess, but it's not something I'm really a big fan of. Now, I feel like I've gone through a lot of my grievances with internet at the moment, Reid. Is there anything in, in particular that you've seen around that you'd like to add to the equation at all? Um, sort of. I guess I'm, I've got a couple, but I'm not going to go into a lot of them. But I just want to go into the one thing that is online st- streaming video on-demand services. Mm-hmm. So these include stuff like Netflix, uh, Channel 7's one. I think theirs is Plus 7. And they've all got different yep. names for all their stuff. It's basically watching their content, which is on television, on their website and on their app. Now, mm-hmm. for a lot of them, I um, there's a TV show. I'm happy to admit this publicly. I'm going to say this for the first time. I watched the TV show Offspring. Okay. Judge me all you want, people. But last week, Channel 10 uploaded the first episode for you to watch on their website. And I think that's a pretty good way of, you know, hooking you in. Yeah, but you've yeah. only got a certain amount of time to watch it. And I did what managed to watch it. And I had all these people who on social media said, I'm going to watch it. And then it was only on for like 12 hours. <laughs> I think a lot of uh, of these, you know, Channel 10 and 7 and all that, they might do those little special good things, but they don't think about if we put it on for five or six hours, is that enough time to let people know? So just be mindful of the fact that if you're going to put something on the internet, put it on for a decent amount of time, not just like five or six hours. It's not really enough time. Yeah. I think another one that I've seen with like Netflix and all that kind of stuff as well is that they do a, like there'll be a new series or something coming to Netflix. And rather than, you know, releasing it bit by bit, like you would have on a TV on like a show on TV where you get one episode per week, basically it's a weekly installment TV series. They're just like the whole series is up now on Netflix streaming. So you can check it out all and binge watch it. And that's something that I hate is binge watching. I can't stand, I'm sick of people saying binge watching. It's just getting annoying. (laughs) Like, surely you can't have that much time on your hands to watch a whole 20-episode 20, uh, 20 season of one TV show just in one sitting. That's exactly it. I mean, you know, time is precious, and you're going to dedicate a lot of your time to watching an entire series of a show mm. all in one day. You can watch it over a longer period of time. Don't just watch it in a few hours because you can. Yeah. Watch it because you've got you've got time to watch it over a longer period of time. I've never watched the popular Netflix show Orange is the New Black, no. but apparently when they release that show, they release it all in one go, mm-hmm. and apparently a lot of the fans do exactly that. They watch it all in one go. I've never really got that because I like that week-to-week thing of watching a TV show. You get to sort of – you look forward to that extra week. You know, you're hanging out for it. You're waiting for that one episode. I think it's ruined if you're going to watch 20 in one day. I mean, spend your time wisely. Don't do that. And people are having, like, uh, streaming parties now. So, like, they invite people over to their house to sit there for 20 hours and watch all 20 episodes of some TV show. And it's just like, oh, yeah, but it's so social. They're having people over to their house. But they're not saying anything to each other. They're all just sitting there going, oh, ooh, <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> and then as soon as the TV show is over, they get up and leave because they've, they've been sitting with each other for 20 hours that even though they haven't been talking to each other, they're bored with each other now because there's nothing that they can watch and interact with going, oh, 
Oh, oh, did you see that? I think this is why I'm not really, I don't really understand people a lot because yeah. I would rather actually hang out with someone in person and, and do something or, you know, go to a cafe and, and catch up over a coffee and have a chat with someone, not invite you over to your house just so you can watch something that you're not even going to talk to during the episode or when the episode finishes. I don't really understand all that. And that's the guess of I don't really get why people spend so much time watching a TV show when you can watch it whenever but that's people for you, Ben. I don't understand people nowadays. I find people very confusing. Yeah. Well, because even, like, as far as having people over to your house to watch, like, in this instance we're talking about streaming parties, like, it was understandable back when, or even now, when you have friends over to your house to watch the big football game that's coming up this weekend. Or back when I was mm. a teenager, we, my friends and I used to go over to each other's houses and watch the big pay-per-view wrestling show that was on that day or something like that. That kind of stuff is understandable mm. because you interact with each other and talk about the things that are going on. That was a bullshit call. Oh, that move was awesome. And, you know, you go into a bit more detail about the things that are going on. Whereas a TV show, you have like a split second to say, oh, crikey, or, oh, no, what's happening? And then you're just like, no, I have to pay attention again because, you know, more things are going on. I, I think that's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, especially with football, it's such, or sport, I guess, it's such an immediate thing to do. But with a TV series you can binge watch, it's like they have to watch it that day. Mm. That's the only day they can watch it. Forgetting yeah. the fact that you can li- literally watch it whenever you like. They don't delete the series. They don't get rid of them after one or two days. You can watch it whenever you want. Mm. I've never watched many of these series, and yet I haven't, I don't, I, I'm not part of the, that whole binge watching fiasco that people do. I don't binge watch. No. Glorifying binge, the word binge. I mean, the word binge is quite bad for a lot of people. Binge eating, binge drinking. It's not really the right conflict, you know, context for the word binge. I don't think it really works. But no. it's a term. It's the term people use, Ben, and I don't get it. I don't like it. Even now with work, we're struggling with this thing on Facebook. It's the uh, branded content tool on Facebook. So previously, if say we were like out at an outside broadcast somewhere, say like we're broadcasting live from Harvey Norman this afternoon for their big end of financial year sale, something like that. And we would put a post on Facebook that says we're at Harvey Norman, but it also tags Harvey Norman Ballarat in that post. So people can Mm -hmm. click on that name, Harvey Norman Ballarat, and also go to their Facebook page as well. That's what you used to be able to do. But not anymore. There has to be like an agreement for both parties that you can be on Facebook together. And, you know, you have to click on this little handshake icon and then uh, Harvey Norman Ballarat will be able to see the analytics on the post and they'll be able to put sponsorships and all that kind of stuff on that post. And it's like, come on, can we just keep things simple? Can we not do things just in the way that they've been done when it's not broken? Why does everyone want to keep putting layers on things? It doesn't make sense. I feel like we have to analyze literally anything. Yeah. I like the good old days. Just tag and tag a company in your post and be done with it. You know, don't do all this nonsense of analytics. Because like back, back in, I don't know, what was it? Like 2001, 2002, when MySpace was basically the first social media that everyone really jumped on board like crazy. Like, I mean, I'm sure there was other social media kind of platforms before that, but the first one that really blew up like crazy was MySpace, thanks to some dude named Tom who no one knows his last name. (laughs) Tom. (laughs) And he was friends with everyone. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like even back in the day when you used to be on MySpace, MySpace was just so, you know, interactive with your friends. Everyone would be going home and like doing their homework, but they'd be on MySpace in the background. So they're still talking to their friends, interacting, asking about homework questions and things like that. Having a good time with social media. It's impossible to do that anywhere now. Mm, I don't know what that says about us as a society, but I don't think it's a really good thing anymore. So, you know, maybe it's the way of the future. Maybe we're part of this older generation who just doesn't want to embrace it, doesn't want to be a part of it. I think we are spending way too much time invested in these things. Yeah, because, like, you look at the day, like, it might not happen in our lifetime, but you look at that day that comes when the internet is no longer Everything breaks, everything blows up, shuts down. There is no longer an internet or any kind of, you know, cyber highway like that that people can jump on and contact people and all that kind of stuff. We're back to the basics, the bare necessities. People Mm. are just going to go nuts because they've got nothing anymore. All the people who have, like, been born after the year, I don't know, 1995, who have grown up as teenagers in this technologically advanced era are just going to be beside themselves. And everyone else from, like, our era back are just going to be like, okay, this is, like, what we knew basically anyway, so we're fine. (laughs) It's not that much of an adjustment for us. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, really, everyone nowadays has mobile phone access to the internet. We went for a period of our lives without that sort of stuff, mainly, you know, mobile phones and access to the internet. We are quite capable of just walking out of the house and being completely free of anything to do with the internet. I reckon a lot of people, younger people today, would struggle, even at the thought without their mobile phone. Yeah. Oh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. What, what am I going to do? Is, is there anything to do without a mobile phone? I don't understand this world. They're not going to survive. And that's the bare fact. They're not going to survive without internet and a mobile phone. So... That's the younger generation for you, pal. Well, because even now, like, say if I go for a run, for example, right? Like, I'm out there for a run, usually go for about 5Ks or so, whatever. I have nothing on me whatsoever. No phone, no nothing. I just go out for a run and separate myself from the world for a little while. No one's able to contact me. That's just my, you know, personal little haven that I have going on. And people even question that. How do you go without being connected for the 20 to 25 minutes that you're out there on that run and no one's able to contact you. And it's like, it's good. It's freeing to not have (laughs) like any contact with anyone. If anyone really needs me, they know like the people who really need me, not need me most. They know my running route. So if something happens, that's bad, they'll just get in their car, pick me up on the way from wherever it is that that they've got to go to. And that's it. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, maybe don't tell too many people you're running around, otherwise there'll be vans coming after you and, you know, they'll want to kidnap you and they'll be in a big white van and away you go. So maybe you just, it's probably a good thing you only tell one or two people you're running around. It's yeah. very clever. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a case of the thing of, you know, we, people can't leave the house without any form of technology. Forget no. phones for a second. What about music devices, MP3, the older mm. devices they used to listen to back in the day? There's all kinds of platforms people you know listen to music to when they are being uh going for an exercise going for a run whatever so i think it's good to be able to sort of 
be free without it. Just be able to walk into the world and not have any technology on you whatsoever. It, it's a really good experience, people. Trust me, I do this every now and then. You know, I do go for a walk every day. I, I, I'm without that phone for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. It is brilliant. It's nice. It's relaxing. And I think that's probably a good place to wrap things up before we just start running around in circles here and just bagging out the current <laughs> state of the internet over and over again. So if you want to get um, uh, any more from us, you can see us, our very, very limited posts on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> At Ben and Reed on Twitter. You'll literally see us post whenever we do a new, a new show, basically, and that's pretty much it. Maybe a sporadic one or two posts here and there because, I don't know, I don't, you know, post all that much on Twitter. You don't post that much on our Twitter. You post stuff on personal Twitter, but... But even that, I mean, I know we're trying to wrap it up, but even that, I have barely been posting anything on my personal Twitter account lately yeah. and my Instagram account as well. I'm just sort of, I'm slowly off it. And I'm not someone who is quite social media heavy. You know, I'm just just taking a step away from social media and it's doing mm. me the world of good. I feel better without it. So it can be quite freeing. Well, like, I'm, I'm predominantly on Facebook these days. And mm. I don't, I don't really scroll through Facebook on a regular basis. Like I maybe do it maybe once or twice, at the most maybe three times a week. And the only reason why I'm on Facebook these days, basically, is because of my work in radio. If I wasn't on radio, I wouldn't be on Facebook either. Like, is that's we have to po- like post stuff on Facebook all the time for our radio shows. And I'm just like, yep. Yeah, as soon as I get out of this job. No more Facebook. I'll keep my account so Gabs can tag that we're married and that's that's about it. Everything else will just be plain Jane nothingness. It's going to be really awkward when you go online and no search for Ben Rogers. Where is he? He's not on Facebook. Well, actually, he is. He's just hidden himself away. He doesn't want to be contacted. Leave him alone. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be the future of your Facebook profile, and I really like it. <laughs> Basically. Anyway, we'll wrap it up right there. Uh, in the meantime, as I said, catch our limited posts on Twitter at Ben and Reed. You can watch this or watch this uh, this podcast, even though you can't see our faces anymore. But you can watch the video version of it at uh, vid.me slash Ben and Reed. Uh, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud uh, to listen to the audio stream of this whole thing. Until next time, I've been Ben Rogers. This guy has been Reed Marnie. It won't be as ranty next time, we promise. <laughs> 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 See you, bye. <laughs>